Wake Up with Patty Catter. I love this show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. You're listening to and watching Wake Up with Patty Catter, and I am your host, Patty Catter. I'm really happy about today's show because we have Brendan Kane here today from the book Hook Point. And why I'm so happy about this is I participated in a challenge a couple of weeks ago with a couple guys. Uh, it was Cody Cornwell and Ron Early from Heavy Lifting Marketing. And they had this challenge called the high, it was actually high income skills challenge. And they kept talking about this book. And one of the great things about me being a podcaster is I can interview anybody I want. And I really, really wanted Brendan on the show. Brendan, thank you so much for being on. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Patty. It's it's a true pleasure to connect with you and everybody that's tuning into this. Thank you. You have quite the impressive record online. Um, you went from pretty much zero followers, if I understand correctly, to over a million in what, 30 days? Yeah, that was the the first experiment that I did in like 2007, 2018. Um, initially did it on Facebook and then created another system to generate a million followers on Instagram. But uh, it goes kind of well beyond that uh, with the work that myself and my team have done uh, collectively on all the projects we worked on, we are well over hundred million followers generated for our clients and probably 50 billion views and, and billions in revenue. So, uh, oftentimes my first book, 1 million followers, everybody just looks at my social channels, which is not the best place to look in terms of our work, because we just did it simply as an experiment, not like, Hey, I want to become famous. I want to become an influencer as I'm very much uh, the person that wants to actually test things out and see what it takes to to reach certain goals. Wow. So tell our listeners, first of all, a little bit about um, your the way you grew up, how you grew up, um, because this is really fascinating to me about why, why you ended up to where you are right now. Yeah, I, I grew up in uh, the Midwest and I was born in Chicago. Uh, I was born into probably... Um, kind of lower middle class initially. And then as we grew up, um, my parents were more successful and ended up in middle class. And I mean, even since like birth, it was a kind of a difficult process. I actually got, um, stuck in the birth canal, um, um, and ended up kind of injuring my shoulder. Uh, so there was a lot of underlying, uh, trauma, I would say that was created from that, not even realizing what the word trauma meant. Cause you kind of live this, this, this way, uh, and then, you know, I, I was in a household where my father was, was very, um, driven, very strict, um, and pushed me extremely hard, uh, in, in certain ways that was obviously beneficial because it ingrained kind of a work ethic in me, but in some ways it was, it was difficult, you know, cause it was always striving to, uh, almost feel safe in a way, uh, of having to kind of perform at a high level. So I, I would say that, uh, I look back on that and I appreciate it, but it was difficult. I'm not going to say it was the perfect uh, childhood and, you know, it, it's caused me to have to work on certain things uh, within myself uh, to, to unwind some of the negative behaviors that it created. Um, but also, again, as I mentioned, it, it instilled certain things in me that has allowed me to achieve certain things that I may have not otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of times when we're growing up, we learn so many lessons and, you know, as we get older, a lot of us 
either do really great things or not so great things. Um, how were your academics in school? I'm kind of curious. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Um, it's kind of all over the place. So I, I think I failed first grade. I'm pretty sure I did first grade twice. And then, you know, there were ebbs and flows. There were certain times where I would just get into it and I'd get straight A's. And then there's other times I just would not care. And it would be like a C or B level student. Um, so I wasn't, I, I definitely wouldn't say I was the most, um, kind of academic person. I think more, I, I'm a huge learner. I love learning, but I don't like being told what to learn. I like to kind of just explore that. So most of my academics, I would say were post school. Um, but again, like I remember when I went to college, uh, you know, I graduated top of my class, but I was just so focused and intently on, on, um, studying, uh, because they didn't really fit into the whole college scene. The, the sorority and fraternity scene just didn't really personally connect with me. Um, so it narrowed my focus there, uh, versus other times, like in high school, I had a, an amazing social group of friends was having a lot of fun. So my focus shifted that way. So, uh, a bit of a long-winded answer to your simple question. That's okay. I'm grinning because it sounds just like myself and so many of my guests. Um, you know, uh, just recently I was having a conversation with one of my adult children and he always says, you know, he doesn't like college. He doesn't like it at all. <laughs> it's just not his thing. And I keep reassuring him. He's going to find something that he loves to do. He is, he's sucking it up and he's in college right now. But, um, what would you say to maybe those who are listening, who are struggling in school, um, maybe some of our younger crowd, maybe they're in college or maybe regretting not going to college. Do you have any input? Well, first off, I would never regret doing anything. I would look at it as to what did I learn from that experience and what can I take away from that experience to fuel, um, the next decision or choice that, that, that I'm going to make. Uh, to me, if you're in college right now and you're struggling, I would say, use this time to experiment and learn, you know, just try things fail. That's like, it's such a, an amazing kind of proving ground. And, and also one of the things uh, that I think people underestimate, especially with college is who are you going to college with? Because um, in, in, in kind of this, I took this learning away from, I think my, my father realized this because my brother went to Brown university, which was an Ivy league school. And, you know, he, I think he really instilled that my father wanted my brother to obviously perform in academics, but, you know, especially a school like Brown, like you're surrounded with celebrities, kids, very, um, um, uh, successful entrepreneurs, kids, but also very smart people. And those people around you are going to do amazing things. And, and, and just to kind of add another layer to that is when I went to college, I went to five different colleges, jumped around a lot, but the last one was a film school. And I went into a semester in LA program before I permanently moved to LA. And, uh, there was, I think 20 kids in the semester in LA program. And, um, only two of us stayed. It was me and this other, other guy that we got along. And that other guy ended up becoming Snoop Dogg's manager. So wow. it was, I just connected, um, uh, you know, somebody that wanted to hire Snoop for DJing a gig. So it's like those relationships can form into something, but also it's really critically important. I think in any line of business of understanding how to forge relationships. Um, so use that time wisely, not just to study in a book, but understand the dynamics, the social dynamics of engaging and connecting with other people, because you may not, 
you know, you may not know where that leads. Um, The other option is, and again, I don't want to, you know, some people are put into position where they feel pressure from their parents to go to school uh, or their family, whether their family's paying for it or their family is requiring it, completely understand that. But if you're not in that position and you feel like you're not maximizing the potential of college, then you can really ask yourself, is college the right fit for me? Um, because I can definitively tell you when we're hiring, I don't care where people went to college. I just hired an 18 or he was 17 at the time when we hired him now an 18 year old kid. And yes, we got permission from the parents and all that stuff, but I don't care about like schooling. I care about the tangible skill sets that you have. Now, obviously there's certain professions like being a lawyer or a doctor, things like that to require it. But the world that we are entering into, um, it's, there's not as much weight that is put on that. Um, and I can definitively tell you, and I'm sure you've interviewed these people based on what the comment earlier is your degree. Can it help in situations? Yes. I'm not saying that there's no value there, but it's not a requirement to be successful in today's world. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And one of the reasons I asked that is some of my listeners, they're going through a transition right now. So some of them were in the military, some of their caregivers, because I have a big push on a, an, um, an incentive that I'm doing right now on my show about that. But some of them were in the military, but they haven't had any college experience. And so some of them are a little bit nervous about starting out their businesses and then advertising it on social media. Um, so what would you tell those people who may be um, stepping away from the college discussion so much into more of a business aspect of, obviously, sometimes it's not um, the college degree that gets you where you are. How in the world did you build your business? I'd like to, I'd love to actually know that because obviously um, you've done a lot of work and it's a lot more than just your first book. You and I were talking about um, Hook Point, which I'm really, really promoting because this is full of some great information. Yeah. uh, Well, first off, thank you for checking out the book. I I really appreciate it. Uh, So for me, it started actually in school. So I wanted to be a film producer after kind of changing majors a few times. And I, I really wanted to understand the business aspect of the film industry and just realized there wasn't a lot of education in a film school about business in general. Uh, so I figured the best way to learn about business is start your own in the most cost-efficient way at the time, and it still holds true today, is to create internet companies. So I created just some simple internet companies um, while I was going to college just to kind of learn and experiment uh, and it's super cost efficient. Like I remember, I think we had licensed a piece of technology, like a traffic acquisition technology for like $50. And like we had a business in a day and we made a profit in the first day. I'm not saying every business is that easy, but that is possible uh, with technology and, and digital. And then to me, I think the only reason that I'm successful is I'm very curious. I love to learn, but I'm also very persistent. And that goes back to that childhood experience is I have a tremendous drive that I will not give up. You know, I have certain friends and colleagues uh, at this stage uh, that are far more successful than, than I am. Um, and that, and that just continues that, that drive is some people hit it quick. Some people don't hit it quick, but the only thing that's going to hold you back from success is really quitting. If you keep learning and experimenting, you will figure it out eventually. It may take six months. It may take 10 years. It may take 20 years. You you just don't know. So uh, I I think that that's the most important foundation um, for any of this. And when you talk about social media in general, 
and creating a business from scratch, it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's very simple. It's you putting an offer that is hopefully driving some value to your audience and they either accept that offer or they don't accept that offer. It's just an exchange there. So you simplify it down to that level. And I think where most people fail with any type of marketing or any type of business is they're thinking too much about themselves of, I want to create a campaign to acquire customers. I want to generate revenue. The end of the day is the customer doesn't care about that. So it's it's the first place to start is, and that's where really hook point is, is centered around is how do we put ourselves in the shoes of that potential customer, no matter what medium we're advertising on, how do we get into their head? Because if we do a little experiment right now is like, if everybody listening to this were, were to think about what is the, their greatest pain point, what keeps you up at night, what causes you night sweats or anxiety or panic and actually write it down. The exact words that come into your head. Now imagine somebody myself, you Patty or, or somebody else says, Hey, I really know you're experiencing this, this problem. I would love to solve that for you. Cause I, I really feel your pain and it's gotta be horrible to experience that. Will you let me help you? Well, who's going to say no to that? And, you know, obviously it comes down to the financial aspect of what it costs to do that. But that is really the whole approach that will lead to massive success um, with any type of business. The businesses that fail are just thinking about themselves or they're not solving a great enough problem or they're not articulating the solution in a way that, again, um, attaches to, to the exact words that people are saying in their heads over and over again. That is such perfect information. It took me forever to learn that. And so in your book, if I had read your book 10 years ago, I feel like I could have ruled the whole universe by now. (laughs) Um, There's just so much great information. So what is one of the trials that you've had in your life and how did you overcome that be it either in your personal life or your business life? Yeah, it's hard to kind of say, because I feel like I've faced challenges every day. And I think that Again, that is, I think the 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 core fundamental aspect of owning a business is to understand you're going to face challenges um, and obstacles every day, and knowing that going in, and getting comfortable with that. Uh, and it's not. I'm not here saying it's easy. It's not easy, uh, but I think for me you know, I'm going through a large transformation, um, with both, uh, professional and personal of releasing a lot of trauma that was, that, that was instilled in my birth is instilled in childhood. And to me, um, understanding that because, you know, I got to a point where I just didn't feel from, I think since birth, I didn't feel safe in my body. So I felt completely disconnected. And my distress sequence was, um, in order to feel safe, I always had to do something. So I'm trying to learn and unwind that to be able to kind of relax and recharge because every time I would relax or, or, or try to relax is that defense mechanism will come up and say, well, you have to worry about this, or remember you have to get this report done or this client, um, you have to get back to them. So for me, that I I think is, um, one of the, the biggest challenges for me, because I've lived in a way for 40 years and unwinding that is not easy and facing, uh, that, discomfort of going into that trauma and releasing it is, is definitely not, uh, an easy thing, uh, to, to deal with. Gosh, that really resonates with me too. Um, on many different levels. Um, one of the things that I've, I've talked about a few times on this show is how have you been able to, 
to put yourself aside enough to put yourself out there on social media, because for some people, at least for me, it's not always easy to put myself out there. How, how do you look at that? So there's a, I think there's a few different ways to look at it. I mean, one is just getting started. Like you've got to take one step uh, and, and with each step you, you take, uh, you'll get more confident. You will uh, get better at it. But the biggest, the biggest thing is, is trying to be too perfect with it and then never getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, secondarily, uh, one of my advisors um, constantly instills in me that other people's distress is not your distress. Yes. So it's like people responding or reacting to what you put out there. If it comes off in a negative way, uh, that is not about you. It is about the other person. Uh, and then, and then finally, you know, one of the things that I've segmented myself with my team is I don't receive any of the negative comments, don't respond to any of them. I have a team that does that. Now, if there's key learnings and things that we're doing wrong that we can learn and fix from it, then it is brought to my attention. Um, but for my health, personal health, uh, I do not in, engage in that. I do not look at comments. I do not, not get sucked into it. I have other people that do that for me. Uh, to to keep me out of that that loop. Mm-hmm. That's a really great idea, actually. <laughs> I think I might look into that for myself because I I have been reading through all the comments, and sometimes it's difficult to read um, other people what they may interpret your post as and not realize that people are taking it negatively, and you didn't mean it one way or the other. Um, and I love how you pointed out that their distress is not my distress. So thank you for that too. Um, what would you tell somebody who is thinking about, you know, they, they want to get more active on social media. Obviously I'm telling them about hook point, but you have another book out as well. Correct. Yeah. It's, um, my first book, 1 million followers, how I built a mass social audience in 30 days. I recommend hook point because hook point has, uh, the pertinent information from the first book in that. And I think hook point serves as a, a solid foundation to getting a business up and running. You know, it, it really is all about how can you contextualize your message, your value in a way that stands out at the highest level. Well, I very much appreciate you. I know you were extremely busy. And so for you to fit me into your schedule, I am so thankful for that. And I know my listeners are going to be extremely thankful as well. Um, And for those of you listening, I'm going to go out of my way and I'm going to give away one of Brendan's books, Hook Point. And so we're going to talk about that later um, on my social media. I'll give away one of his books. And in the meantime, I want you all to really check that out. If you have a business and you're doing social media, this book has been really helpful to me. And the challenge that I was in, I think there were probably about 20 of us all together and everybody's just raving about your book, Brendan. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we close off for the day? I think we've covered a lot of ground. Uh, and also if sometimes, um, if you want to kind of get some quicker information about Hookpoint, if you just go to hookpoint.com, there's a 20 minute video that kind of lays the, the groundwork for what is um, and it's free. It's an absolutely free video and you can download the deck. And some people love the deck as a resource because they can pass it to team members or jotting notes. Um, so, so that resource uh, is available for free as well. But um, I, I think that the fundamentals of starting a business um, and in using social media has to always be grounded in the fundamentals of business. 
is 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 I I, I work with a lot of companies that are pre-revenue all the way up to multi-billion dollar companies. And one of the biggest things that 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 hold people back is not having the fundamentals uh aligned with your marketing efforts. For example, is really understanding well, what is the average value of a client? You know, is it a hundred dollars? Is it ten thousand dollars? Is it a hundred thousand dollars? Because that value, and it may fluctuate over time, and you may be, if you're just starting out, you're just guessing, which is fine, as long as you're writing down. But that information will guide you in terms of marketing. So how much can I spend to acquire a client? It it, it becomes just a pure mathematical formula. When you look at these billion-dollar companies that are formed in years now instead of decades, the reason they are so successful is because they turn it into mathematical formulas. And I'm not talking about rocket science. I did not go to MIT. I'm not a NASA person. It's just simply does one plus one equal four or does one plus one equal five? Meaning I spend a dollar, I reach a customer, and then I make $5 in return. Just the simplicity of that sets a solid foundation because so many people, especially when it comes to social media, they're just posting content and they all of this a sudden expect their business to be booming. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I'm all about creating a systematic win for people, especially when they're starting a business. So just make sure that you're doing those fundamentals of that. And it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but, but jot down, like what is the value of a client off the initial purchase? What is it over the first year? What is the lifetime value? And then from there, what do I feel comfortable spending to acquire that client and use that as a foundational piece to start your strategy with? Because most strategies will fall flat if you do not have those fundamentals in place. Right. And I think people get a little bit nervous or scared about numbers too. I know at the beginning of my show, when I started podcasting years ago, I, I was afraid to even look at my numbers. Um, they just, for some reason, made me nervous, maybe because like you, I'm not, you know, I'm not a math magician here. I'm not really great at math. And I would, I would almost procrastinate to even think about how many people, how many people are watching, how many people this or that. Um, so I think that's a really good point. And what I do have another question then. So you were talking about how obviously you're not doing your social media on your own. How in the world did you get involved in helping so many people on their social media? Yeah, it's, it's, it's gradual. Uh, again, like when I started this, it was me on my own. Uh, and then you build up to that. Uh, but my true, true passion is, is to learn, uh, to, to break things down into its simplest form and then share those learnings with other people and teach and inspire them. That's what I enjoy doing. So everything that, that we create I mean, we're actually uh, in the process of launching our own academy uh, in school around this uh, is with how do we educate and train people? I I just realized I don't want to be a creative agency. I don't want to be a media buying agency. I want to be an education company. I want to educate and inspire um, as many people as possible in all the things that we've learned and all the things that we will continue to learn um, as the years go by. I love that. That is a true leader. I just enjoy it. It's just, that's kind of what, 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 um, what we like to do. Uh, I'm not saying that's the right fit for everybody. I have friends that have created massive media companies, uh, consulting companies, um, creative agencies, you know, done for you services. And we could do all those things. It's just, I think that we have the ability to impact more people, uh, through, uh, disseminating the, the information that we learn, uh, uh 
over the 16 years of doing this and continue to do. Wow. That's incredible. Brendan, your story is amazing. And I really appreciate you. Um, everybody make sure you check out hook point. Brendan, could you share your social media with us, please? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, uh, is that Brendan Kane, B R E N D A N K A N E. Uh, Facebook is Brendan James Kane as well. Excellent. And everybody, if you missed that, you're going to read that in the show notes. I'll have it on my website. If you're watching this on Amazon TV or Roku, it's going to be on the bottom of your screen. Um, again, Brendan, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate you and I'm positive. My listeners do too. And, um, I can't wait to hear more about your continuing education and anything that you're doing with, um, educating our, either our young people or people my age. (laughs) It's a true pleasure connecting with you again. And thanks everybody for, for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Um, be sure to catch us again next Friday and tell, until then I am Patty Catter. Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Follow Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku. It's the only podcast I listen to. Be sure to check out Patty's apparel line, The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid. I love it.